You need to get that word about your creativity, about your potential out there. And so updating that portfolio one day can actually serve like uh, a step on the ladder to your professional growth. Yeah. And even if you're not actively looking for clients right now, maybe you're like having a full-time job and not really thinking about freelance and um, stuff like that. Maybe you just you know, chilling. It's still worth doing it. And having visibility, that visibility online is going to really help you grow your own brand. Even if you're not thinking about your own business, your own studio, your own freelance and stuff, it's still worth doing because this is sort of, you know, an investment in your future. Hey guys, it's the episode two of our new Template Monster podcast for creative professionals. My name is Irene and I work as a YouTube marketer for Template Monster and I have a partner in crime. Wait, you said <laughs> this exact sentence to previous time, <laughs> you know that? And hi everyone, I'm Alex and I work here for Template Monster and I also, okay, Simply put, I make YouTube videos. So uh, if you guys are interested, you can always go and subscribe to our YouTube channel and see what that is all about. And uh, yeah, Irene said that it's, it's our new podcast. It's not actually that new because the first episode was, it went live like a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, that time. Yes, and you know, all that kind of stuff, the preparations for the uh, the holidays, and uh, the Christmas, you know. It's taken a while. We've had a break. <laughs> well, we had to have a break, I would say. Oh, yeah. So the topic of our today's podcast is New Year's resolutions. And um, we're going to discuss why people make resolutions and why they're so hard to commit to. And also, we've prepared a list of the best New Year's resolutions for designers or that designers could probably make to become better professionals. And so we're going to discuss all of it, I guess, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I'm um, certain it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun because uh, certainly I... I'm positive that a lot of our listeners can relate to such a topic, can relate to all of these resolutions that we're going to be talking about. And I mean, the ones that people normally make and just cannot commit to that. You just give up trying to meet the goals that they have set uh, in, uh, you know, for this, for the upcoming year and stuff like that. Well, first of all, should we give the definition to what the New Year's um, resolutions really are and what it is, what this concept is all about for the people who maybe uh, might not have heard of it? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been looking up some dictionaries to find the definition. That's how boring I am. <laughs> so the Cambridge Dictionary says that a resolution is a promise to yourself to do or not to do something. Basically, so simple. And I also found some interesting information about the origins of New Year's resolutions. Turns out the tradition dates back to ancient Babylon and uh, unimaginable, but over 4,000 years ago, people already made some resolutions during uh, New Year's festivities. Uh, they would greet the sun god Marduk and they made promises in order to get on the right side of all of their gods. 
And so, as we can see, the tradition lives on today. And in 2012, Google launched like a whole resolution map. It was like a separate project for Google where people could yeah people could add uh, like there was a map of resolution worldwide and so you could add your resolutions and check out who else added the resolutions and see what people are you know like looking up to uh, what they want to do and what they promised themselves to do in the next year so that's very cool uh what do you think what do you think are the most popular resolutions among people (laughs) well um Hmm. Uh, knowing that a lot of people, well, at least among my, among the people that I know and my coworkers and my friends, is, hmm, probably it's up. Mm, since most of most people, I would say now have the sedentary jobs and they spend a lot of time in the office or indoors at least, right? So if right. you work, um, even if you don't have to sit at your desk a lot, but then you still have to stay indoors a lot of time like most of your day then and then he then goes your commute then you get home by bus or whatever or by your car if you drive if you have your own car and then you stay home and you spend your evening you know just chilling watching netflix or youtube Mm -hmm. or whatever and you stay indoors a lot and uh, it's not really healthy and the sedentary job is definitely not really healthy (laughs) it's super unhealthy i would say absolutely and uh, i know that a lot of people they're looking forward to getting you know getting this habit to exercise more or at least um get out more yeah get out more (laughs) and definitely work on their schedule so they can implement um more like active hours like more more activities more physical activity into their lives uh, that's a this good one, one for yeah. sure probably get healthier get more get fitter definitely get more fit more healthy maybe eat healthier as well mm-hmm. because you know without all those food deliveries and sometimes you don't pick the right option the most healthy option but you pick the the most you know the, the mm-hmm. option that's more delicious that seems to be more delicious to you personally and um you know this is kind of the reasoning behind your food choice is that you pick what is more tasty, what is more... What and is sweeter, easier is, to get, you know, the yes. effortless, effortless food. Yeah, but now you can, you can, you know, there are food deliveries that deliver even the so-called healthy food, vegan food, um, organic food, like all different kinds of meals Bulky, that you can get. Yeah, yeah so... Um, Right, this is like about your food choices, your diet, and this is all, you know, you have a lot of options nowadays, so this is just, all depends on you, what you're going to pick. Yeah, right, absolutely. Um, But, you know, it's so hard sometimes to commit to that resolution that you've made to yourself, like, why why is it happening to us? Like, why do we make resolutions and don't (laughs) commit to them? Well, uh, I know that there are a couple reasons to it. Uh, the first one is probably that this goal is, or you know, this aim that you have for yourself, this like way too, too big, and sometimes seems unachievable, unrealistic. Just, yeah. Yes, and it just seems to that oh, it's gonna take so much work, it's gonna take so much time. I'm not gonna make it. Why do I even have to do this? Maybe it's <laughs> not for me. Maybe it's not worth doing, and stuff like that. And once you 
you know, just lose motivation. Maybe at first, like first a couple, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, you are motivated, you, you know, just determined to get to this goal, to achieve this goal. But after some time passes, you just lose that motivation. And what, what you have to develop during this first month is discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and uh, yes, and because this goal seems to be so far away and yeah probably it's one of the reasons one of the biggest reasons why it's uh, so hard for us to stay on the right on track, track. yeah yes. remember remember we discussed the books uh that can be helpful uh for staying on track like uh, for keeping uh to the habits to the good habits like oh, you recommended right, right. one book that was so cool and so amazing and i you just want you to share uh yeah i checked it out but i didn't manage to really read into it but hopefully i will well while as... i'm having the vacation you know some free time for reading Yeah, it's one of those books that I recommend to everyone with whom I start talking about stuff like setting good habits and establishing, you know, uh, some healthy routines and stuff like that. And this book is actually called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And Mm -hmm. he's not like... um, a psychologist or something like that. His all of the uh, recommendations and ideas and concepts that he's introducing in this book, he has discovered himself, and he also, as far as I'm aware, he runs a blog. So you can you know just Google his name and you're gonna find it. And um, I'm sure that we're gonna put the link to this book on Amazon or somewhere else in Absolutely. the description, so mm-hmm. you can check it out. It's worth reading or at least you know just looking through it because guess a lot. It has a lot of valuable pieces of advice and information in there. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mentioned uh, another book to you by Hal Elrod. It's called The Miracle Morning. Yes. And yeah, it's called uh, like the second part of uh, the headline says the not so obvious secret guaranteed to transform your life before 8 a.m. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> But actually, uh, it's all about starting your day the right way so that uh, later on it will guide you uh, through the whole day like uh, great habits start from the very beginning of the day. And so as you wake up, you go on with developing great habits for your life. So it's also a really cool and valuable book. And uh, that's like my book recommendation. I suggest everyone should read it or at least, you know, like look through it for having some great insights. Well, probably we should do it every time, every single episode, you know, the like... The recommendation, like the book of the day. The bookworm corner, for sure. Okay. (laughs) Well, and uh, talking about like one little remark, if... Um, you don't want it to read the entire book. <laughs> Maybe you don't have enough time for it. Or s- there is actually another option. Um, you know, still talking about the um, effective morning routines and stuff like that. Uh, there is a, um, it was, I believe it was a blog post. And there is also an infographic that, um, you know, is supporting material for this post attached to this right. uh, blog post by Tim Ferriss. And if you just Google Tim Ferriss morning routine, I don't remember the name of the article exactly, but I just remember that there was this cool infographic with the description of all of the activities that he talks about in the post. So you can just look through the infographic and you're going to find everything that you need in there. It's a really good source of inspiration because all of the, all of the, 
you know, all of the actions mm -hmm. that he talks about um, that are, are there. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, visible. Yeah. And yes, and they are not, they seem to be so easy to to do like really they're so basic but we sometimes forget about them we forget to do them every single day and maybe we miss out on some you know some great things maybe we feel a lot more um you know a lot less focused and a lot more uh tired and uh you know just we're feeling like the chaos surrounds us just because we didn't make our bed in the morning or we didn't meditate <laughs> for like three or two minutes in the morning or stuff like that and this is what he talks about in the post um so yeah i think you should definitely check it out if you want to uh, optimize and improve your morning routine yeah thanks for recommendation i will definitely um Now, I guess we should really approach the topic of yeah, our podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. So okay. We're talking about our actual topic of the podcast episode. Right. So the resolutions for the designers, like I've made a list and I'd like to know if you agree with what I put on the list, because, uh, you know, there may be some, some things that are not really great or not really worth of uh, following but still you know all right where did you get that list um i actually looked through lots of sources online mostly like some posts by designers and they were mm -hmm. like sharing their expectations sharing which resolutions they made for themselves and so i picked just the most popular ones but as i'm not myself a designer unfortunately i cannot really relate to some of them but still some of them seem very relatable like the first one or maybe like the zero one is staying healthy <laughs> because that's like the beginning of everything like the cornerstone of yeah. everyone's life well so yeah. anyways um i think that even if you're not even talking to our listeners if you're not a particular like designer maybe you do something else in the creative industry maybe you're an illustrator a motion designer or you do video editing like it doesn't really matter and it's these all are gonna apply i'm sure that you're gonna Uh, you know, find something valuable on this list and maybe you want to stick to some of these resolutions yourself or maybe they're just going to remind you about some things that, um, you know, are good to think about while moving up the career ladder or while getting known in the industry. You know, uh, it will be mostly, I think, these resolutions we're going to be talking about will be mostly work-related because yeah. uh, this is what the title says you know resolutions for designers they're gonna help you improve some of the um, professional spheres yeah. yeah so uh, of course it's very personal and uh, only you know what you might want to fix in your um, work life <laughs> if you can call it that <laughs> in your workflows maybe and um, yeah we'll be, we'll be just looking through them through this list And um, we're going to see what else we might come up along the way with. The way. Yeah. It was a weird sentence, but whatever. <laughs> Let's move on. So number one on the list is update that portfolio. Like lots of people Ooh. have uh, have been working on some great projects, but for some reason they don't have that time, like a couple of hours, to just go through all of the projects completed and just put them on the portfolio. 
but actually that is of great significance because uh, if you're a designer, if you're looking for some clients, you need to get that word about your creativity, about your potential out there. And so updating that portfolio one day can actually get you a great project and serve like uh, a step on the ladder to your professional growth. Yeah. And even if you're not actively looking for clients right now, maybe you're like having a full time job and not really thinking about freelance and um, stuff like that. Maybe you just, you know, chilling. And yeah. You're not really thinking about the portfolio. Maybe you don't have maybe you don't even have a portfolio out there or maybe this is some old version from five years ago. <laughs> um, it's still worth doing it. First of all, if you have some solid. Well, uh, Actually, there are a couple ways you can do it. It can be a website, a separate website, um, your own personal website where you put your work and um, this one. Yeah, option. just like a showcase. Yeah. yeah, just your. This is like this is how it's called a portfolio website where, you, mm-hmm. where people can learn about you, uh, what you do, how you do it, why you do it, and where they can find you. And another option is um, platforms like Behance, Dribble. You oh know, yeah right others um similar platforms and um this is a place where it's all concentrated on uh showing the you you know showing people's work and uh this is wh- where there you actually can get some sort of awards at least on behance and um you know awards by the uh, like Adobe. Uh, by other designers like recognition some recognition, yeah, recognition. i'm not really familiar with the nature of all of those words how people get them who gives them but this the platform the people behind the platform and the people behind the uh, big brands in the industry like adobe and uh, they they get these awards and you can get a little uh, like icon on um, on the thumbnail of your project saying that uh, this project got some sort of award or was uh, nominated to some award you know mm-hmm. other kind of thing also, yeah but to, to me to me uh, I actually sorry <laughs> that yeah. I'm interrupting but it just came up with an idea that uh, to me personally whenever I look through these platforms while I'm looking for some research materials you know like references for our videos um to me, it seems a very inspirational. And so while I'm like looking through the designer's work, I come up with some other ideas that we could implement in our work, even though it's not directly design related. So I guess that's cool. That's really great stuff. And uh, like if you're a designer you should definitely put up your portfolio on websites like dribble and behance and awards and see how it goes yeah why because there are a lot of other designers and um maybe there are some people who look uh, for somebody to collaborate with to create some cool project and having visibility that visibility online is going to really help you grow your own brand even if you're not thinking about your own business your own studio your own freelance and stuff it's still worth doing because this is sort of a um you know an investment in your future so uh yeah. i definitely recommend you do that even though i still haven't done it myself so <laughs> uh, yeah but you should um, and the third option i was actually naming the options you have you know mm-hmm. the portfolio and the third option is having it on uh, social media like instagram Right, a lot of right. people are now now not asking for your um, personal website or for your behinds. They're just straight away saying, "Hey, what's your Instagram handle?" Like you say, "Why?" And they say, "Hey, I just want to look through your work. I just want to see your portfolio, what you can do." 
Yeah. And this is another way. Um, well, there's actually a big difference uh, between having a Instagram profile totally devoted to showing off your work. And just keeping it, yeah, like your your day-to-day activities. Yes, and having your person. There's a big difference, right? Your portfolio or your personal account, where you post pictures of your breakfast, of your cats, and (laughs) right, you know, uh, pizza, whatever. (laughs) Yes, you have to keep those uh, separate, right? Uh, Either you know, just do nothing and don't put your work on your personal. Well, you know, except some occasional pictures. Don't you know mix those together. Just keep them keep them separate. It will be the best approach, right? Yeah, and right. So these are the three options that are now available to you. They all have their own pros and cons. Some people do all of them. Like, really, they have their own website. They have Behance, Dribble. They have an account on Pinterest, something on YouTube, something on Instagram, something even on Facebook. And uh, they have all of it. They do all of it. And, of course, it takes a lot of time. In Norway. And dedication, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, sometimes it takes even more time than doing the actual work, right? Right. Uh, so you, sh- you should definitely think about that but start small so you don't get discouraged you know really quickly just start with something small it could be instagram it's to me personally the easiest it would probably be instagram because on behance it doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't present your project um you know the really beautiful way if it doesn't look tasty if it doesn't look super good it doesn't make yeah a lot it's of just sense. the platform has its own requirements to i guess the projects that are showcased and so instagram makes it a little uh more effortless so you don't need to spend like extra effort uh into like put extra effort into doing like lots of this work additional work well and, so it's just... and that too yeah but uh on behance you know the, the requirements are not really that strict it just you just have to put on a thumbnail a if it's a sort of a video or a motion graphic you have to put a video then the style frames then maybe the sketches you know and if you just post one picture and behance and say hey this is my project you know it doesn't represent you as a uh, creative because on behance they're really used to you know a good nurturing a portfolio yes on behance a good post it really has everything it has uh, maybe some maybe sketches or maybe some pictures of the process maybe some different versions of if it's a logo right let's take it as an example there are different versions of uh, this particular logo they have different color schemes they have mock-ups a ton of mock-ups they usually love doing it and uh, yeah this is what people want to see to really you know estimate how good your work is so to give the other people who will be looking at your project the impression that you are a professional you have to present your project in a professional way which normally takes a lot of time it's like you know doing a you know a little project on its own just the project presentation it's a lot of work on instagram it's a lot simpler just throw a couple pictures in in the carousel or in and a few hashtags <laughs> yes and that's it you're done so if you're kind of you know hesitant to start your behance or start your own website just start on instagram and see where it goes if you're consistent you're going to get some sort of following along the way and 
you know, but, to grow you know, visibility online. You know, like as you were speaking, I thought to myself, like, uh, I have I uh, too much. I know. No, no, <laughs> not, not about that. But um, I've been thinking, like, I have another resolution on the list, which is uh, write a blog and share the knowledge. But oh. uh, as we're uh, talking about these platforms and portfolios, like, is there any sense? Uh, to actually writing a blog and sharing the knowledge. Like, do we really uh, need a designer to be a blogger, like a copywriter uh, who does all of these things? Like, isn't it enough just to stick to the platforms that we've named? Depends. It depends on how you want to position yourself. If you want to position yourself as an expert in the field, in the creative field, right, you will be doing it. Why? Okay. Because once people see that you write articles, you make maybe you make YouTube videos, maybe you make quick tutorials on Instagram. Yes, you can post tutorials on Instagram, and they're look they're looking pretty great. And uh, you are if you're doing all of these things, or at least one of these things, it means that you want to present yourself as an expert in the industry, which means that uh, there are the people will be looking up to you and will trust you, will trust your word, and will. You just doing by doing that. You just simply put, you're just showing off what you know, right? How, right. how knowledgeable you are, how professional you are, how well educated you are, how well you know your trade. And for example, um, it, an example can be a case study. It shouldn't be a tutorial. It shouldn't be uh, an article about you know something philosophical or something like that. <laughs> yeah, understand. Simple, as simple as a case study, right? So you did a project. It's the sort of it could be oh, like an experiment, and you're just yeah sharing no, the conclusions. Case. Wait, it could be a real case, like a real client project. Well, if the client agrees, of course, because there's mm-hmm. you know sometimes there are contracts that do not allow you to do that. But if you know that your client agrees to that, that you talk about their project online somewhere on Medium. By the way, now you don't have to have your own website to run a blog. And now there are platforms like Medium, which actually has a huge monthly... You know, following yeah, yeah. the audience. Yeah, yeah huge, huge audience and uh, a lot of a lot of people visited every single day. And I've seen a lot of articles by people who do these case studies. For example, we have uh, designed this uh, app interface and we're going to talk about all of the... Um, you know, all of the principles that we have applied, all of the rules that we have, um, you know, followed and how just, well it worked it's just or it didn't lot. work. Yeah. Yes. And talking about real life projects gives you, gives the reader a lot of insights and a lot of info. And uh, talking about these real cases shows uh, the reader how it is, how it actually is to work on a real project. If, for example, that person is a beginner or looking forward to starting their own thing and they just not sure how to run this entire process and they read this case study and they gain a lot of uh, valuable info so it's a really good idea if you are not a good you know if you don't consider yourself a good creative writer you could Mm -hmm. be you just can um, describe a case study you can just describe the project that you did and what yes as you've said what experience you gained from it what things you've learned from it you know it's now it's as easy as that and Trust me, there will be a lot of people who will be excited and thankful that you wrote this article, who will read it and will like it. Um, 
Yeah. Okay, so now now that brings me, you know, to another resolution from uh, my list is that uh, you should experiment with technology and widen your skill set. So from what we've just mm. talked about, it's just that not only uh, like for a designer, it's necessary to develop uh, the skills of social media manager and the skills of copywriter, because that can greatly influence in a positive way uh, all of the visibility and uh, all of the uh, things you do to nurture your personal brand. So it's not that bad, actually, from what we've been discussing for the past, like, uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, we can actually become more than just a designer. We do not have to stick to, uh, you know, just some basic things that a designer typically does. So people can be more than that, can be knowledgeable about something more and uh, experiment in different fields to get the word out there. Hmm. Well, yeah, talking about the social media, um, marketing, social media stuff, as you've said, um, getting visibility on social media is, um, I've heard that um, now a lot of people have this as their as their goal, right? For example, right. I want to get, uh, like, I want to get to the 5,000 milestone this year, right? Now I have 3,000, so I have to work hard and uh, post, you know, the right things on my Instagram and uh, optimize the post the way that it has the right hash, the post has the right hashtags, has the right, um, you know, has the good, the right look, right? Yeah, ge the caption, geographic location, the caption, yeah, the visuals. Everything, all that stuff. And um, yeah, a lot of people feeling maybe kind of lazy to do all that for every single post and uh, not seeing the result that really quickly and for maybe not seeing the result for a longer time can really discourage you from doing that. Uh, maybe you're not doing everything right. So I would definitely, you know, recommend going and looking for some tutorials, maybe some um, courses or web webinars. Probably. Or maybe turning to a specialist who does the things. It's not that really, you know, bad if you turn for help sometimes. Yeah, and once you learn all the secrets from them, you can just fire them. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, you're no, cruel. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> um, right. Uh, experimenting and getting to know new tools that can get you, as you've said, get your word out there and let people know about what you do and who you are is definitely a good thing to try um, in the upcoming year. For sure. Okay. Um, what about the next resolution? Uh, stop blindly following design trends and instead use appropriate elements for your designs. Like well, as a motion designer, how does yeah. this like feel for you? Well, what I would say is that it all depends. It depends on the project, right? Right. I would say that uh, if you're doing... Hmm, right. It all depends on from project to project. You're going to take a different approach. Like, let's talk about the cases where you shouldn't follow the trends. Uh, the first and the most obvious probably is when you're doing branding, mm -hmm. when you're doing a logo, when, you, uh, when you're doing, you know, the um, maybe uh, the website. Developing a unique style, right? Yeah, maybe an app uh, interface. Yes, some things that will last long hopefully right <laughs> and when you are creating a logo you're thinking that well this company will exist for five ten maybe more years think about the logo that apple use right the apple's right. logo 
It was created in what year? Nobody remembers anymore. But they still use the same logo over the years. They have applied minor changes like the, um, you know, the colors. Sometimes mm-hmm. they, um, from year to year, they sometimes change the, um, you know, from, oh, not from year to year, but different models in the different commercials for different um, iPhone models. They used a little bit different design for the logo, but the shape, the shape, the core shape always stays the same and it's recognizable. It hasn't changed over the years by till till now, like really. And um, this is what a good logo design is. And when you design a logo for your client, you want uh, to make it you know, that way that the client doesn't need to change this logo in the, you know, hopefully in the next in a year, five, yeah, wait, five something. to 10 years. Because mm-hmm. wait, what in a year? Seriously? Like, I don't know, maybe if no. it's a bad logo design, then the person would like to change it. No, you, over time, you cannot change your logo design because you want people to remember who you are and what your logo looks like and what this logo represents. So mm-hmm. this particular logo has to last for at least five to 10 years, right? Right. You actually have, um, you know, the intention to have your company running that long. (laughs) Uh, So this is the first case. uh, Well, the second I've said your website or uh, your mobile app interface. Uh, So the things that people will use over the years for a long time. Uh, these are the most obvious cases. Uh, maybe the branding videos, we're talking about videos, video for a brand, video for a um, product, for a product that's gonna be, you know, um, if you're gonna use this particular video for also for many years, for maybe two right. to three years, three, maybe four years, five years. Um, you rarely use <laughs> product videos for five years straight, but in case you do that, so you, you better don't follow the uh, design trends when you make this video. Um, and when do you follow? Like, when do you follow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you should follow the design yeah. trends is when you create a um, when you create something, <laughs> some design, like maybe a poster, maybe uh, some printables, maybe a video, maybe, maybe situational marketing. Yes, maybe this this is uh, an event. Maybe this is a um, a course. Maybe you launch a course. Maybe you launch uh, something that's going to expire in a couple months, and mm-hmm. it's really short term. When it's short term, you can follow any trend that you want to follow in case it looks pleasing to the eye and in case it, what, it has to look trendy, right? It's depending right. on what you market, you can feel free to follow any trends that you find acceptable in this particular scenario. And uh, people who, you know, they, if they see this same trend in a lot of you know, if they see this trend everywhere at this particular point and you make um, your piece of design in uh, this same style or in the similar style, it's going to, well, it's going to attract people's attention. Definitely. At least they're going to admit that, hey, this person knows what's going on. Right. And yeah. if people are liking this trend, this particular trend in the moment. Um, and if they're liking this trend in the moment, dude, sorry, I'm recording. I can't. Thanks. Um, it was weird. Um, <laughs> just, um, sorry. What was I saying? What was I saying? You were saying about trends. So if the trend is now, 
uh, like a hot trend and if it's yeah. an eye-catchy trend, uh, then certainly people will buy it, will purchase your goods and services if they see that trend everywhere. So they understand that you follow trends and you're kind of uh, keeping your game up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just gotta get distracted because the colleague like opened the door, was peeking through the door, wanted to say something, wants to say something to me, and I said like, "Hey, no, go away, please. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> talk right now." Um, oh. Right. Um, so okay. Yeah. So th- these are the cases when you should definitely follow the trends. If this is an event that's gonna happen once this year or once this month, and for the next instance of maybe this, maybe a similar project, maybe this is a series of projects and you do uh, one project uh, per month, let's say, right? There are cases like that. Maybe there are courses, different courses for um, different um, fields. A marketing course, maybe a design course, maybe a course for YouTube marketing. Um, You could try and experiment with uh, the branding for uh, these same courses. But, um, well, if you are... uh, Well, if you're a company that sells courses under your own label, then you should... Then you better think... That they should be um, in the, they should be in harmony with each other. They should be, uh, at least there have be some elements that um, tell your clients that this is from the same um, creator, this is from the same right. company, this is from the same course provider. Well, I'm talking way too much about this stuff that's not really relevant to our topic. Well, no, actually it is because it opens up some possibilities that people. Um, should understand uh, and uh, I guess that that's important from a person who does motion design and who is a designer themselves um, to deliberate on uh, whether you should or shouldn't follow uh, certain design trends because uh, once I visited one conference on UI UX design and there were um, uh, the Wix SEOs. Um, they were from um, this company who does a website building application, you know. And so they told one interesting thing that uh, a designer shouldn't uh, just follow trends, they should create trends. And that's what they pay their designers to do. Like, what they should do in their company. So actually, uh, in uh, Wix, it's a requirement. It is a requirement uh, for a designer to stay ahead of the game, to keep abreast of the trends, and to create trends. The, they are not paying for just like generic design work. Uh, they are paying uh, for like to people for becoming trendsetters in some way. Well, will Wix hire an inexperienced, maybe a beginner a designer? They won't. No. They will hire a person who has been doing their thing for several years, has probably has a quite a big following on social media on Behance or something. And um, well, these people who have the experience behind, who have the um, you know the established design thinking, who have the um, you know, who actually can create a trend, who actually mm-hmm. know um, how to manipulate all of those elements to create something that goes viral, right? So right. if you are a... Okay, if you are maybe not a beginner, but you are just starting out on your journey to becoming a trendsetter, uh, probably this option is not for you. Uh, 
right? Uh, right, I understand. Yeah, but blindly following trends is never a good option. As I've said before, you should definitely think um, why you want to follow this trend and what it's gonna, what purpose it's gonna serve. First of all. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. Sure. And depending on the project, depending on the mood you want to set, you know, it's all situational. You shouldn't be thinking that, hey, it's now popular. I'll just throw this in here and it's going to look good because you <laughs> always have to think about the purpose behind every single decision that you make. Right. Well, maybe we should, you know, like uh, transcend to more uh, day-to-day resolutions, like day-to-day routine stuff. Um, yeah, sure. Like what, what I put on the list also was uh, clear out your workspace, perfect your workflow, you know, drink less coffee, uh, strike a better work-life balance. So these are the things that kind wow. of yeah. relate to life more than work. But I guess uh, to a designer, this is also quite important to keep their thoughts like straight and uh, for this reason clearing out the workspace and you know drinking less coffee would also serve (laughs) to the purpose so what do you think about this like how practical is this Mm, I don't know about coffee because I don't personally drink drink coffee yeah Yeah. and um, so cannot say a lot about that Uh, Probably if you drink like four to five cups a day, it's definitely a good idea for you to stop doing that to yourself and, you know, uh, go a little easier on that, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, About the workspace, yes, definitely, yes. Um, Keeping it, you know, organized and tidy is going to help you focus and you're going to have less distractions on the way, for example, when you want to reach for a pen or for a notebook to you know save you the time yeah create a simple (laughs) sketch but you have a ton of stuff on your way like you have a a mug you have your earphones you have like some sort of jar i'm just you know i'm just naming what i have on my desk you have a hat uh you have some toy what is that oh sorry something is falling um you have like three uh balls yeah for juggling you have a book you have a bag for your camera, you have a whatever, you have an actual camera. Um, you have two notebooks. What oh, else? Last, t- last time we spoke, you told me that you've, uh, you know, gained the habit of cleaning your desk. So Every now- evening, man. Every evening. So... <laughs> until the evening comes i can do whatever with my desk right and yes but yes you're right um i just i just decided that um one day i decided that every single evening before i go out before i leave the office i'm gonna clean up my desk so the next morning when i come to the office when i come back um you know it doesn't look like like a mess (laughs) right and i've been i've been doing that it's pretty success has been pretty successful i would say but right now at the moment it doesn't really look good so what i'm saying is that once you it's really distracting right and it's disrupting your flow in a lot of ways even subconsciously even if you don't seem to really notice or really care about this mess it really sets you in that state of mind. It's bad where, energy. Yes, you know? where, where you're not really focused, where you're not feeling like you are having everything under your control. So it's really setting you off. Trust me, it's working. And once you, you're going to see the difference once you start tightening it up, like at least mm, a couple times a week. It shouldn't be every day if you don't want to. But just try and see, really, for like a month or for a week. Just try and see the difference yourself. So this definitely has to be done if you have a mess on your workplace. 
Okay. Yeah. It actually was about the um, well physical workplace, like your desk, like your, um, you know, whatever. But talking about the digi- digital workplace mm-hmm. is extremely important, especially for a designer as well, especially when you have a ton of projects, you know, going on and uh, you have to learn how to store your project files, how to store your assets and how to organize them in a file system that you always know where, where to you find have, it. Yeah. Yes, where you have what assets to what project. And um, it took me like a couple months of uh, really, <laughs> really struggling with that to figure it out. But now I have an established system for an for really, um, for a really long time, I have been using this system, and I've created it myself for for myself. And for everyone, it's going to look different, and it's going to, you know, be a different system. It's going to be a different workflow. But you j- definitely have to create something for yourself, and you have to keep your files organized. You shouldn't allow yourself to just throw the files around in the download folder and just forget what belongs where. It's a really bad habit that you definitely have to get rid of. Like, yeah, understand. As soon as possible. It's like to to each their own. You know, if you feel like this is the comfortable system for you, then you can use yeah. it. And to me, this can be something different. But at the same time, uh, the most important thing is that you know where to find some very important files, yeah. and that you can access them instantly without you know like. Uh, being stressed and anything like that yes and sometimes uh, the outcome of the entire project can depend on whether you can remember where you put that file or not (laughs) so yes definitely be careful with that and try and establish this routine as soon as possible as soon as you start working what do you think about starting a side project as a resolution for a designer oh this is, I would say... Like, is, is it worth it? Uh, like, maybe, uh, will it take, uh, like, eat up a lot of time? Or, uh, like, why should they do that in first place? Like, why should designers start side projects? Like, isn't it enough with their work, like, regular projects? Well, look, um, there are a couple of reasons to why people, some people, um, start doing their personal projects for themselves just for maybe just for the portfolio maybe simply to you know to put it on youtube or to put it on instagram and just get the likes or just maybe store it somewhere on their pc or in their in their mac on their on their drive somewhere and not to show to anybody there are a number of reasons to that uh the first reason is if you well the first reason is really simple and plain if you're working on the client projects, most of the time, like all of your time, you work for clients or maybe you work your full-time job where you do things that, um, that you know, your boss, your manager, your clients uh, ask you to do, right? Right. But not the things that you want to do and not the way that you want to do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, very often, maybe if you get out of um, a design school or, you know, Maybe you just starting out and you're a creative person and you believe that you have a certain style, that you have a certain approach um, to things and you have a certain vision. But your clients and or your manager and your full-time job says that, no, it shouldn't look that way, shouldn't look this way because we have a style guide, because we have a... Um, you know, another yeah, person who did that, and you have to use these assets to create something, you know, like a guideline, project. yeah, like settled yes. one. Yes, and you have to follow these 
particular um, style guide, this particular guideline and stuff like that. This You have to use these colors, you have to use these fonts. And uh, some people don't really like that. They want to create their own stuff to really develop their own as I've said, vision, their own creative style. And depending on what you do, this desire might be, you know, uh, more intense. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, this is the way to let your, um, actually set your creative spirit free for some a short period of time is creating your own project. If you're an illustrator, but you're tired of, um, you know, drawing office workers working at the laptop, you know, <laughs> for some landing page, and you want to create something for yourself and just put it on Instagram or Behance, just do that. Just do it and, and be satisfied with the result because you made what you wanted to make. Well, this is yeah, the first reason. Exactly. And the second reason might probably be, or I'm just guessing, uh, is that if uh, you put your side project out there and somebody sees it and gets inspired, you can get like a whole new job and lots, uh, lots of new possibilities uh, in terms of your professional growth. Maybe you'll find uh, another person who admire what you're doing like as a side project and will offer you something better something good so you can always grow as a a professional um, if you're not afraid of showing what you really really like to do and what's your vision of design yeah exactly right Um, sometimes as you've said is the case that you on an everyday basis you do the work that you sometimes maybe not really proud of or you think that it's not really that exciting not really that good looking and does not really does does not not really reflect your skills your level of knowledge and skill yes and um this, this might be another reason why you would want to work on your personal project that you're not getting paid for, uh, but just for, you know, just to let people know what you actually can do and what's your, um, you know, what your skill level is, what your what you're actually capable of Uh, because sometimes on an every day-to-day basis we don't really always get this opportunity yeah Uh, and one more Uh, I'd love to also mention another resolution which is not really directly related to the profession of designer but we've been discussing this with you uh, like a couple of times and it refers to uh, money and like wiser uh, way of spending money right yeah and so I mentioned to you that I used um, an app which is called the Money Lover, but there are lots of other similar apps uh, that help you control your funds and your expenses, like uh, where you uh, spend your money, uh, like what you spend your money on, and uh, maybe put it more in order uh, to to spend more effectively. So what do you think about that? Is it a good resolution to be spending like more effectively? Well, first thing I wanted to say is that uh, you guys don't think that it's paid promotion because it's not. (laughs) The reason why she mentioned this, the name of this app is because, yes, we actually talked about this before and we decided that, hey, this is a really good thing to share and we kind of wrote this down so we don't forget about it and uh, in general I think that it's a great 
thing to think about and try and improve in your life because for a lot of people especially if you're a uh, freelancer or if you have a full-time job and also you have maybe some projects on the side uh, sometimes it gets really confusing with your paychecks sometimes it gets crazy and you have no idea how much you earn how much you spend and if you can actually afford spending that much as you spend um, per month so what I would say is that it's extremely important that you get all of those things figured out and you have your own established, first of all, try and track how much money you make per month and how much money you spend per month. I think you should, you know, write down every single purchase that you make, like every single chewing gum that you buy uh, in the supermarket, but uh, you should definitely keep track of your bigger spendings over the month at least one month so you have a clear picture of um you know of how your finances are going right yeah absolutely and And this is this is like a priceless thing for uh, freelancers because uh, freelancers uh, cannot really predict uh, their cash flow like they cannot predict Sometimes, where yeah yeah, yeah like uh, this week you're having like it full and uh, next month uh, you have no clients at all and it would be pretty bad if you don't have the money over the next month so uh, I guess that these kinds of apps help you budget like make a budget for the next month and upwards and um, you can just, uh, you know, like plan your expenses and understand that, you know, like I have to buy uh, like warm clothes, for instance, I have to pay for uh, like to pay rent for my apartment or something like that. And so that I really have the money to do all of that. And that's also cool. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, you don't have to uh, use the app um, necessarily, right? It could be, it could start with the uh, Google a spreadsheet. spreadsheet. Yeah. Yes. It could start with a spreadsheet uh, and just uh, try and write down how much money you earn from every project and how much money you spend. Maybe you want to buy some new gear this month. Maybe you want to buy, maybe you want to upgrade your PC this month. And um you just it's going to help you estimate if you can afford doing that. Yeah, what we're rooting for is just to keep it all like a system, like in a system, in order. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. that's it. Okay, so I'm I'm out of resolutions for designers. <laughs> My list is over. I don't know what else I can say well, about that. We have been talking for an hour, congrats. And uh, <laughs> if you guys, if any of you guys who has been listening uh, has made it so Up far, to this point, guys, yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. And I think we're gonna be wrapping this entire thing up. And uh, today, I think we discussed a lot of things and maybe shared some uh, info that got you guys thinking about um, setting your own New Year's resolutions. And maybe when the New Year starts, uh, you can actually try and uh, set some goals for yourself and work on achieving them. By the way, um, I totally forgot that I actually wanted to share. It's kind of a bad idea to do it like at the very end of the episode, but... um, 
since we didn't get to an hour, we still have like three to four minutes left. I'm just going to share a couple of tips that uh, I think will really help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve this year. Okay. And not really this year, maybe over several years. But uh, what you definitely should do, since a lot of people, as we've said before, give up on trying to achieve some goals. Commitment to be problem. Too big, <laughs> right. If the goal seems to be too big or too unattainable. Uh, then you should definitely think about the way you approach this goal, you approach this entire process, you approach this journey. Uh, first of all, think about it as a project manager. And imagine this goal being your project. And you have to split it into several parts. You have to step, create the milestones for yourself. For example, this month, I'm doing this to achieve this milestone. And the next month, I'm going to be doing this to achieve this milestone. And by the end of the month, you just set a certain, you know, just think of a certain result that needs to be achieved by the end of the month. Yeah, that's a wise thing to do, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And um, what I think was also going to help you is um, actually thinking about, um, well, how you could make it, well, fun. How you could make it nice and pleasant for yourself. How you could... Uh, yeah, like from turning it... it. Yeah. yeah, like not, not like a chore or, or yeah. like something tedious, but like something fun and something that motivates you to continue, like to do more, to do better. Yeah, all of those resolutions that we talked about today, like starting your blog, starting your, I don't know, portfolio, um, doing whatever else. If you don't feel like this is the right time, if you don't want to write that blog, but something pressures you to do it, but you really, really don't want to, probably it's not the right time. Probably you don't need it right now. Probably there is no need to do it. If you really don't yeah. feel like it's going to bring you joy, if it's going to move you in the right direction, if it's going to, um, you know, grow, help you grow as a professional. Don't do Absolutely. it just because everyone else is doing it. Do it if yeah. you have the, you know, the motivation, if you have the right reasons to do it, if you see a certain profit not the not the fin f f no, you know. yeah i understand not yeah, just not, money but not the you money. know yeah not the financial profit but if you can make something out of it in the future um then yes but if do it just because everyone is doing it don't even waste your time it's not about that and what else um probably some other tips mm, and yeah one other thing I wanted to share is that it's one routine that I started doing, and this is um, kind of not maybe not for everyone, but I found it really, you know, it really helps me with uh, some of the things that I wanted to change about my life and about my workflow. And this is uh, trying not to set like yearly resolutions, but turn them into smaller monthly resolutions. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, well, it's about small things that are essentially your habits. Like, for example, you want to get more active. Well, we talked about that before. You want to get, uh, you want to start eating healthier or you want to exercise more. And, um, well, what you're going to do this month, like from the 1st of December till the, you know, 31st of December, <laughs> uh, what you should be doing every single day is getting your ass up and uh, exercising for, you know, set the amount or the number whatever uh, of things that you're going to do for yourself but let's say every single day you have to do like you have to exercise all right Sh should you number. reward uh, yourself for doing this well the, like to stay on track 
well, it's gonna be you're gonna be doing it for 30 days only. Only mm-hmm. this month. And by the end of the month, you're going to see if uh, this habit is going to stick or you have to swap it with something else. Okay. Right? So the goal of this entire thing is to try and make the habit stick. Just doing it for 30 days. And it kind of helps you trick your brain into thinking that who is going to be over <laughs> in 30 <laughs> days. But the good thing about that is that the great thing about it is that uh, by the end of this 30 days you normally just get used to it and it becomes a part of your everyday life and you just can you just notice that it doesn't really take you that much effort it's not really that bad and you kind of you kind of start liking it it really often this is what happens uh, this is what happened to me with a couple of things that i tried to to do one of those was the you know tidying up my desk and it has been over 30 days it has you know it has been almost two months since i started doing it right mm-hmm. if i'm not if i'm not mistaken <laughs> anyway and it's it's re- it's really a great thing to try and uh, i think i heard it on some podcast some guy was talking about it and i just decided at first i thought what a what a funny idea like what's what's so good about oh sorry what's so good about it and uh, then I actually figured that wow it's working it's really working and I've been doing it like monthly resolutions for uh, for several months maybe five months or so and it's a great thing to do really yeah really has been enjoying it so far you know they say it takes 21 days to develop a new habit well it depends on the habit of course and on how complicated this feels for you but i'm sure that what you've been talking about right now is uh, very important and it's a sound advice and so i suggest that everybody who's listening to us should probably try uh, developing a nice habit and well, if you want to of course yeah but uh it's just i totally can relate to what you've been saying uh because i also developed a habit of going to a gym uh, as i mentioned to you earlier yeah because i am uh, a lazy bone like i really really don't like physical activity and to me it was unimaginable that i would you know go and like uh, work out and run on a treadmill or something but now uh, I've been doing this for quite some time like maybe for six months and I can see the result and this is what motivates me to continue so I think it's really important that uh, when you take these first baby steps you keep being motivated and after some time when you see the positive result you are getting even more motivated to continue because like yes. you're losing weight you're feeling like fitter uh, like uh, stronger uh, you start feeling better overall and um, healthier of course yeah uh, sure yeah and uh you just start liking what you're doing uh, and like with this particular example that i've given to me this this is like a revelation because i never thought that i would do anything like that honestly (laughs) i'm very lazy so to me this is like a huge feat of courage (laughs) right so congrats so you're really happy to hear that really happy for you that you have been enjoying it and that uh that first of all it's really good for you to actually really care about your your body because you know without it you cannot do much right so right. you got to care about it and uh and this great part of it is that you're actually enjoying it good for you 
Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your insights as well, because uh, to me, this means a lot, really. And uh, to me, this means that there also is somebody who thinks uh, exactly the same way that I've been thinking to myself. And, you know, that makes two of us. And that's that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, there's already a team. Yeah. Anyways, it has been over an hour already, like exactly an hour and five or so minutes. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you have made it this far. And um, thank you so much for listening. And if you liked it, then, you know, just check out our what other things we do. And that includes our blog, it's templatemaster.com slash blog. It includes a YouTube channel that we run. And uh, they're mostly WordPress and Elementor, recently mostly Elementor tutorials and some other inspirational things. Like we often post, um, you know, things like um, the uh, listicles of some really cool websites that you could have a look at and see what's going on in the industry, what trends are being hot at the moment and stuff like that. And um, what else? Don't forget, don't forget to visit uh, Template Monster Marketplace. And if you're a designer, whether you're a professional one or just a beginner in this field, and if you need some inspiration for website design, maybe some cool website templates, you can find lots of stuff there. And not only templates, you oh, can also yeah. find yeah graphic designs. You can find like mock-ups, fonts. fonts, a ton of yeah, stuff, really a lot absolutely. of stuff. And um, definitely if you're looking for some assets for your project definitely check it out and um, well this is pretty much it i think it's time to wrap this entire thing up and yeah thanks for watching oh sorry watching. thanks for listening <laughs> and yeah. watching us if you do big okay. brother is watching <laughs> anyways uh yep this is it and i wish you guys a happy new year happy new year's eve and don't forget to care about yourself and about all of your loved ones and um, yeah. yeah and make sure to make some great new year's resolutions oh, and yeah, commit to them yes thank you see ya yeah see ya